inauspicious start. Um, I have a story to tell you on myself. And it's one of those stories in my experience of life, just everyday normal life, where it could have gone either way. It could have been a joyful moment or it could have been an awful moment. And here it is. I'd been, I'd gone to work in the morning on a weekday and um, I went in earlier than my son and he was cooking and making breakfast for himself. He was in high school and I said, Mike, would you be sure you put the dishes in the dishwasher and clean up your mess before you go to school? Sure, mom. So I went off and did a full day of work. I worked with young adults with disabilities and, and I did my work and I was coming home and I realized I'd forgotten to take something out of the fridge, the freezer for dinner. So I stopped at the grocery store and I bought some, some chicken breasts and some other stuff and figured out what I was gonna make. I come home and you can guess what happened. I walked in and kitchen sink was filled with dishes, kind of a mess everywhere. And, you know, I grumbled to myself and had a few choice words. And then, I, then I put stuff away, the groceries, and um, I took the chicken out. I opened the little package with that little kind of foam tray underneath it. And I skinned the chicken breast and I deboned the chicken breast and put that in the foam tray. And then there was, I had to take garbage out. So I had the recyclables in one hand and I had some other things underneath my right arm and the tray of the chicken breast stuff. And I opened the door, sliding door to go out to my trash can. And I lift up the lid of the trash can and somehow, I still don't know how I did it, but I tipped the chicken tray thingy. And the skin and the bones went inside my blouse and down <laughs> against my skin. And I went, ew, ew. I was like a valley girl, right? And it was, I, I mean, I'm usually not like that, but that's kind of was my experience. And, and I could have right then and there probably either just flipped out in anger, but fortunately, by the grace of, the God, grace of God, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Scripture says, I was able to laugh. And I was laughing pretty hard at myself and the predicament I found myself in. So that was my story of experiencing joy in an unlikely situation. Well, our gospel today, I'm going to grab my Bible here. Our gospel today has a section of the passage that tells how the disciples and those with them experienced unbelievable joy. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. They couldn't believe their eyes. They couldn't believe what they were hearing and what they were able to touch in the person of Jesus. They were experiencing unbelievable joy. But before we talk about that moment, I want us to go back to the gospel that I accidentally started reading. It's earlier on in the same chapter of Luke, and you all know the story. It's where two people, two of Jesus' followers, 
Jesus had been crucified, and they had left Jerusalem and were walking back to Emmaus. And they were talking about the events of his death and crucifixion and feeling pretty low about it, as it's very understandable. The person that they thought was going to lead them and they thought was Messiah, and he'd healed, they'd seen him heal people and do all the many works that Jesus did. They were feeling pretty crushed, and they were walking along the road to Emmaus, and they find this gentleman joins them, and he asks, what's going on? And they tell him, are you the only person in Jerusalem that doesn't know what's going on? And so they tell him about Jesus' death and resurrection, and, and in the course of their walk to Emmaus, Jesus says, you, you don't get it. And he starts telling them, opening up the scriptures to them, talking about what the prophets foretold, talking about the Messiah, talking about the prophetic word predicting that Jesus would die. And then he was, they were about ready to separate, and the two followers said, why don't you join us for dinner? Stay with us. So Jesus goes in with them, sits down, they have a meal together, and you remember how the two followers of Jesus recognized Jesus when they finally realized it was him? Do you remember? Broke the bread. Jesus broke the bread and gave thanks for it, and they recognized him. They walked all this way with him, and they recognized him, and they were thrilled. And then Jesus disappeared from their view. That passage immediately precedes what we just read today. And I want to pick up three verses before we actually hit today's passage. So if you want to have your scripture open to what we um, read today, um, you'll see how they go together and how important that context of the followers of Jesus in Emmaus are to what we read in the gospel today. So this is, you don't have it in front of you. If you have a Bible, you can look it up. It's Luke 24, and we're going to start in verse 33. Our passages start in 36. So here's what happens right before the passage that we read. They, being the two followers of, of Jesus that were walking to Emmaus, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them, assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. So the eleven and those with him have also realized that Jesus is risen. Then the two told them what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. So you have this room where the eleven and other followers of Jesus have gathered together. They're kind of in awe because Simon Peter has come back and told them he's seen the Lord. Jesus has risen, and they're trying to figure it out. And then, in meantime, he's been with these guys walking on, on the road to Emmaus. So there's all these witnesses now that have seen Jesus. And then, right there in that room, Jesus appears in the room with them. And when we talk about the other followers that are there, it probably includes a lot of the women. Who were the first witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus? 
The women, yeah. Mary Magdalene for sure. All four Gospels named Mary Magdalene. And then the different Gospels named different people. A couple of Marys, Simone, Joanna. So it depends on what Gospel you're reading. Some of them say Mary Magdalene and other women. Some say Mary and Joanna. You know, there's, there's several different versions of who were there at the tomb, but always Mary Magdalene. So you can bet she's in that room with the 11 disciples and other followers. So, so suddenly, they're in this room. The guys from Emmaus have come back and said, we've seen Jesus. He's risen. And then, and then the disciples tell them, and the others in the room, so is Peter. He's risen. And then Jesus shows up. And our passage tells us that they were afraid. They were startled. I can't even imagine what that would be like to to ha suddenly have him appear in a room where you're talking about him. And they see him, and Jesus says, Peace be with you, much like last weekend's um, scripture, last Sunday's scripture. And he says, See, look at me. Look, I've got wounds in my hands and in my feet and in my side. Touch me. I'm not a ghost. I'm a person with skin on. I'm Jesus. I'm the risen one. I've been resurrected. And then, did you catch it? He's showing them their hands and feet. feet and, and Luke tells us, while he's doing that, while in their joy, they were disbelieving and still wondering if he was really real. And the way Jesus immediately takes it right to the very, very human level is say, saying, do you have something to eat? And they gave him fish. He was proving to them that he was flesh and blood, real, alive. He could digest food. He was making it very real on a very understandable level. That he was incarnate, alive, risen. They experienced, scripture tells us, joy even while they found it completely unbelievable. But here they have irrefutable evidence that Jesus is present with them. It's undeniable. Countless eyewitnesses see Jesus in the flesh, experience him, talk to him, share a meal with him, break bread together with him. This is no ghost. It's inconceivable, but in this same passage, just like he did with the followers on Emmaus, it tells us that Jesus opens up the scriptures to them and shows them through the prophets and the Psalms the real story, the gospel story that started way back in the beginning of creation and has been realized in his death, resurrection, and life everlasting. So this joy, this unbelievable joy, is ours too. We don't necessarily get to see Jesus in the hands in, and put our hands in his wounds and, and see him in his resurrected self, flesh and blood in front of us, share a meal with him, or do we? Because Christ lives in all of us, 
because you and I are where Christ resides. As we share meals together, as we share this story, as we share hugs, as we experience the love that we experience in Christ and in each other, we are in the midst of Jesus. And Jesus tells them, now your job is to take this news from Jerusalem and go tell everybody. Tell them the good news that I'm risen. That's your job. And what I find really, really cool about the fact that Jesus appeared not just to the 11, but he appeared to people that weren't important. He appeared to women who were outcasts, who were not treated with the same equality as men. He appeared to people that weren't kings and weren't princes and weren't the head of the temple. He appeared to ordinary, regular, everyday people like you and me. And he says, it's your job to take the message of life that death has been conquered, of life and the love that you've experienced in me, and you share that with the world. And you share it by loving each other, and you share it by telling people the story, and you share it by the way you embody Jesus. That's the Easter message. That's, that's what we, that's why we're alive. That's why we celebrate. Because Jesus is alive. Hallelujah, he is risen. Oh, oh, come now. Come now. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Ah, there's my Episcopalians. Good job. Amen. <laughs>